people are missing the perception of value point and they're so gung-ho on just building this funnel that they forget that like people buy brands they don't buy funnels like they don't buy your offer they buy the brand first the internet has made it easier than ever to start a business succeeding on the internet now that's another story the big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. In the last episode of the Marketing Matrix podcast, Henry Kaminsky Jr. let us in on the secrets of what really matters in personal branding. Be sure to catch that episode if you haven't listened to it already. Today, we continue the conversation with Mr. Kaminsky as he shares tales from the roller coaster of entrepreneurship. I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I am here with the incredible and talented Henry Kaminsky. Henry, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Lisanne, it was a pleasure to, for you to reach out and, and have me on the show. Thank you so much. Oh, we are just, we are so thrilled. Guys, this gentleman is legit. I want to take a minute to introduce him and his story, and then he is going to blow us away with how he's become this branding expert and this like this person who's just changing people's lives. So just hold on tight while I, while I read this bio because it's, it's going to blow your socks off. It blew my socks off. So I'm really excited for you guys to get to know this guy. So Henry Kaminsky Jr. is the founder of Unique Designs, a full service design branding and digital marketing agency that is dedicated to helping personality brands, which are coaches, consultants, influencers, speakers, and authors. Uh, they, he helps them design, grow their brands, scale their profits, and increase their exposure online. He is the author of the Amazon bestseller, Refuse to Give Up, He's also the host of the popular Brand Doctors podcast, where he talks about the strategies that help entrepreneurs design reputable and profitable personal brands. As a self-taught graphic designer and brand consultant, he has overcome all of the odds to build a wildly successful multi-million dollar business over the past 12 years. He has worked with a diverse range of business owners and professionals, including celebrities like John Bon Jovi, Fabio Vivani, as well as internet marketing expert Russell Brunson, who had named Henry the million dollar brander and recently has been inducted into the ClickFunnels to Comma Club by generating over a million dollars in one single sales funnel using the ClickFunnels software. So guys, give it up for Mr. Henry Kaminsky. Henry, thank you again for being with us on the show today. Thank you, Lizanne. And now I'm all bashful and, 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 <laughs> and shy here. <laughs> yeah, well, if you guys, I mean, if you, could, if you could see my screen, like I've got his, his bio right here and like right next to his bio is a picture of him holding his Two Comma Club award. So I've got this like powerhouse guy and he's just like smiling ear to ear being like, I can't believe that's my story. Uh, so 
uh, we're just so excited. So Henry, for those that are not as familiar with your story, like how, how did you get, I mean, I love how it says that like you're honest and just being that you're self-taught, like how did you become this branding expert that is working with incredible people all over the world? Well, it's not the first time ever telling this story. So I'm going to make this super, super brief. I'm getting better at it too. <laughs> it used nice. to be a 12 minute story. Now I got it down to about six. So it all goes back to a story that started um, when I was a little kid, uh, I, six, seven years old, I would hear my mom tell the story about how I was her miracle baby. And I never understood what that meant, but I, she was this like, loud extroverted uh, Italian woman from Northern New Jersey. So like when she walked into the room, like everybody listened, right? But she, she would always say like, oh, this is my miracle baby. It took me 16 years to have him. And I never understood what that meant. I, lit Lizanne, I, I literally thought women were pregnant for 16 years. <laughs> and I was like, God bless them. So as I got older, I realized that that wasn't the case. And what the real story was is when my parents got married, they tried for 16 years to have a child and they were they were not successful. And I don't know about you, Lizanne, but it's, I don't know if I would have tried for 16 years to, to try to start a family. You know, I might've adopted, I might've tried a different route. I tried, you know, but medicine wasn't the way it is today. So they just kept trying and trying and trying. Finally, um, my mom went in for a, a small surgery and boom, I was conceived on, for all you Catholics out there, on the day of the Immaculate Conception, believe it or not. <laughs> so when I hear this story, I realize that like I would not be here today if my parents weren't persistent and 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 didn't have that refuse to give up attitude. And that's why I named that book Refuse to Give Up, because I talk more in detail about that in the book. But that's so I've adopted this philosophy since six, seven years old. And uh, I went on, this has helped me tremendously in my entre entrepreneurial career. But the crazy thing that happened was when I was about two years old, um, my mom was like doing her thing in the kitchen and I, she put me in the crib and I was sleeping. She comes in to check on me and I'm blue and unresponsive. And she rushes me to the hospital. And what they found out was um, due to poor nutrients, I was losing all the salt in my body. And I was almost done. So they were able to get, back, get me back. And you know, when I hear that story, like to this day, my father's gonna be 78 years old this, this year and he, is, he can't talk about it. He still doesn't talk about it. Um, you know, I say to myself, wow, I'm here on borrowed time. Mm. The, all of this happened for a reason. So I'm gonna spend every day the best that I can and help as many people as I can so now I have a two and a half year old son, you know, so now, you know, when he becomes of age where he can Google his father's name, you know, he watches and reads and he's proud. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's just right. I did pretty good on that timing, didn't I? I love it. I love <laughs> that used to take me 12 minutes to get out. But anyway, that's sort of, that's the backstory. And getting into my professional career right out of college i was it was right around 9 11 nobody was hiring so i have a i have a uh, an uncle who is pretty affluent in the community here in northern new jersey and i was asking him like listen i'm 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 batting you know negative here to to get a job you know is there some way that you could potentially help me out so he shot my 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 resume around and he landed me a job very entry level at a local hospital 
I was literally checking insurances, making sure people had insurance before they went in for surgery. And then half of the half of the day, they had me in the waiting room cleaning coffee pots and 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 updating family members on their on their family member that was in for surgery. And I did that for about three years. Uh, then finally, about four years into that career, I I got my master's degree in business management because I was a go getter. Like I just kept wanting to achieve. And uh, finally, I landed a job in this in the children's hospital as a special events coordinator for the Sudden Infant Death Syndrome Center. So if you lost, well, let me explain to you what SIDS is so you have an idea. For those folks that don't know, it's when you have a child under the age of 12 months that dies with no cause associated with it. Very, very traumatizing to a family. Imagine, you know, know, your baby dies and they can't tell you why. So, I had this unique position where I was able to create fundraising events to generate money. And then I had the opportunity to take that money and spend it on supportive events that invited all of the families in New Jersey that lost the baby to SIDS to come together for support. So I needed marketing materials to make these events hit. So one day, cold turkey email to Z100, one of the biggest radio stations in the world, to Danielle Monero, and I asked her if she would help sponsor the event. And she said, yeah, I'm in. She had just finished having her first baby. She was all in. So she brings me and a fellow, um, not a fellow, but a a doctor on, and, and she helped me promote the event. And I needed marketing materials. So my buddy at the time was a graphic designer, a club promoter. Like we were in our early 20s. So like this was our world, right? So we actually had the event in one of the clubs that he promoted. So he helped design all of the graphic work for the, for the event. And when I was watching him create all of this, I was like, oh my God, this is what graphic design is? I'm in. So the event goes off without a hitch. Awesome, awesome. We get done. We're debriefing. And I said to my boss, we have to get me the Photoshop program because I'll save us a ton of money and I'll do all the design work. And that is how the, my des- I got bit by the design bug. And I just, all day long, I would just design, design. I would go home, design more. I'd go to four in the morning, get back into the office, design, design. And it was crazy. Once I started doing that, I started getting like these little side gigs, you know, the cover bands and other club promoters would hit me up. Hey, do you want, you know, can you design something for me real quick? I heard you're fast, blah, blah, blah. And that's, I just kept doing that, doing that, doing that. And eventually what happened was about two years into that, the hospital was doing some major downsizing due to the economy. And they were just, they were pushing all the big wigs out. They were consolidating all the positions there at the hospital. So half of my day was spent like filing papers, Lizanne. Yeah. Here's a guy with a master's degree with this unbelievable passion to excel. And I'm stuck half the day filing papers and cleaning coffee pots. So she comes to me at the end of, I forget when it was, 2006 or so. And she says, you have two options. You can stay here. We're going to absorb your position and you're just going to become someone's secretary or you can leave. And I said, I don't have an answer right now. 
So I went to my father. I went to my, my uncle who got me the job. I went to my girlfriend who is now my wife and said, what do I do? And here's something that happened that I share. I don't share as enough. So I go to my uncle who owns a big construction company, highway construction company. And I said, uncle Joe, here's what's going on. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Maybe I just come work for the, for the family business. And he said, so they call me Hanky because I come from a big Italian family on my mother's side. So to this day, they still call me Hanky. I'm not proud of it, but that's what they call me, right? So he says, I think that's the first time I ever said that on a podcast before. So you're the first. Yes. <laughs> he says to me, he says to me, Hanky, you don't know anything about construction. You know, my son and his friends, they went to school for this stuff, Right. I, I don't want to put you behind a shovel because you're a bright kid. And God forbid I got to lay people off because we don't have any work. Like, I don't want to do that to my nephew. However, let me talk to my daughter because she was part of operations. Let me talk to the VP, another big wig in the company. And let me get back to you. Lizanne, never got back to me. And that was the message that was sent as a gift not, I didn't, I didn't get offended. I, I didn't resent him in any way. I said, this is my calling. So I went to the, I went, I let it go like a couple of weeks. I gave him, a, I gave him a chance. Never wrote, never, never got back to me. Went to my boss and said, I'm out. The first year in business, I did over $248,000 in revenue by myself, by myself. And that was it. Phew, I just went from there, but it was a lot. It wasn't just, it wasn't rainbows and, 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 and cars and watches and, and fancy vacations. I almost lost the business twice, Lizanne. One, just due to um, poor financial intelligence. I, I was not, I have a, so I have a father who's very, who raised me by himself, who was extremely miserly. I have an uncle who looks like lifestyles that are rich and famous. I'm a teenager. I'm trying to figure this all out in my head. Who do I want to be when I grow up? So I went this way. I went towards Uncle Joe because I was like, wow, look at the way they respect him. Look at the way he walks into the room. Look at the way, look at all his cars and his, Jesus, I want that. So I made all the money in the world. I made my first million in the first 36 months, spent every dollar. I didn't have a nickel to show for it. And then I get, we get walloped with Hurricane Sandy. I, I had two big liquor company distributors as a client. Stood for about a quarter of a million dollars worth of work a year. They get wiped out. They rebuild. They call me one day in tears, the two heads of the art departments. It was a mother-daughter. She says, Henry, I don't know how to tell you this, but we can't use you anymore. And they actually got rid of us too. And I was like heartbroken for them more than anything. I didn't, because I created such a relationship with, with mother daughter. Like I didn't even care that I was losing the money at the time, right? I was so heartbroken for them. And I couldn't make that money back. I couldn't. And so I, I went into a huge deficit because I didn't want to, tell my wife, 
I didn't want to tell my friends. So I just kept spending like a, like a sailor until I had nothing left. And I finally broke down to my wife and said, I, 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 here's what's going on. And instead of her, you know, jumping off the bed that day, grabbing the laptop and coming back and saying, let's start looking for divorce attorneys. She said, let's get to work and try to get this business back in shape. And so she started helping me get into the research of digital marketing and, and just marketing in general, getting myself out there better because she comes from a marketing background as well. And that's how I stumbled upon Russell Brunson. That's how I was able to create that relationship. I kept listening to his podcast. He kept talking about this inner circle. I start laughing. I'm like, I want part. I want to be part of that. All these successors he's talking about, like that's I think what I need right now. Then he tells me it's, well, the salesperson at the time tells me it's 25 grand and I almost like threw up in my mouth because I was like, who has that kind of money? Like, I don't have that kind of money. But uh, so they had a program at the time that was 10 grand. And I said, listen, if you let me put five down on a credit card and five over the next couple of months, I'd be able to do it. So he says, all right, let's, let's do that. So I jump on a call with Russell and the first 15 minutes of the call were both hysterical crying because I told him the whole story. And after that call, he said, listen, I'm coming out with a new book. It's called Dotcom Secrets and I need marketing help, design help. Um, could you help me with that? And I said, yeah. He says, uh, what would you charge? I had no idea, Lisanne. Honestly, I had no idea. I said, well, what are you looking to do? And he said, you know, this, this, now nah, I'm looking to come up with infograph. All that. I said, all right. Um, now I had like a pit in my stomach. I go, how does 6,000 sound? And he was like, sure. Boom. Wires me to six grand. I made that, I made that 10K investment back in an hour. <laughs> and then over the next 18 months, he helped me through the program and helping me get focused and back in shape. I made over $500,000 in 18 months. And that just went on to, to propel. And I started to get into uh, funnel designs and all of that, but still wasn't as as great as I thought I was. Okay. And I, and I got myself into some trouble. I, I might've took on clients that I shouldn't have took on, taken on because I just didn't know the, the platform that well. Right. But luckily with his coaching, uh, you know, he said, listen, Henry, you got to shape up or ship out. He's like, as, as your coach, you know, you're my responsibility. He said, so let me, let me walk you through some more training. I would hold off on, you know, being a service provider right now until you get your chops up. And uh, so I just went into my cave and I just studied and learned and studied and learned, studied and learned. Then I got into strategy and partnered with somebody who knew a lot of strategy work and started to take learning lessons from him. And, and then I said, all right, I feel confident enough to be able to do this on my own. And I came, I like resurrected myself started getting some higher paying clients, started spending more money, started, and I never learned my financial lessons yet. So long story short, 2017 rolls around. I get two clients that probably shouldn't have worked with in the first place and didn't have my processes and systems in place. Had to refund about $40,000 worth of work in one day. So now I'm 40 grand in debt because I still didn't learn my financial lesson, still spending like crazy. 
my wife's pregnant. She's, she, we're, we're, we just had our baby, right? This is like in between everything, right? I don't want to be a dad now because I feel like a complete failure. So prior to those refunds, I go out because I'm, I'm going cuckoo in the brain. Like, don't know what to do with myself. I'm going to be a dad in a couple of months. Like, so what do I do, Lizanne? I go out and buy a $187,000 car. I go and buy two Rolex watches. I just piss all of my money away to try to get me distracted. And it bit me in the ass because shortly after that, I had to refund that money. And now I'm negative. And so I had to figure out how to come back. So luckily, due to a great personal brand and online presence that I built, these two people tried to go out there and try to trash me, right? So my wife and I wrote a, well, my wife wrote a statement. I told her what I wanted to say and she articulated it better than I could. Um, so we put that, we put it out and she was like, you know what, Henry, just stay away from the internet today. Let things kind of simmer down a little bit. So I, I stayed away and about seven o'clock I come back and I have to see what's going on. Like I'm dying. And there's like 187 comments on this post. And it's my audience all going to bat for me saying, Henry, I know you messed up. We know you're not a fraud. We know you're not this guy. Get your shit together, excuse my language, and come back stronger than ever. And I was in tears. I really was because I was like, wow, if I hadn't had this personal brand out there and online presence like I had, these two guys, these, this guy and woman could have buried me. And then I'll never forget it. There was a guy that came out of the woodwork in all of this and said, the same person that did this to you did it to me a year and a half ago. And I have yet to resurrect myself or even show face because I didn't have the online presence that you had. I didn't have an audience to come back me up. He goes, so I'm still sort of in hiding. And I felt my heart poured for this guy. And I'll never forget that. So I come back and I'm still 40K in debt. So I tell my father the story. Now again, guy has the first quarter he ever made. And I told him the situation. Now this time I had all my my numbers in line. And I said, here's what, I just need to get back on my feet. Get me to zero. If you can help me get to zero, I'll figure it out from there. So he says, Henry, I'll front you this money. I'm not going to ask for it back because when I die, you get everything anyway, because you're my only son, but don't think you're getting an extra 40. Like this is coming out of that pot. So he says, you want it now? I'll give it to you because you need it. But know that I can't do this every year for you. It's just not there. So, I, so he starts loaning me money. And we get to about 32000 I got rid of the car. I got rid of the two watches. So I have some capital. I have some money now to put back into the business. Driving home from the jewelry store that I got the two watches from. And I said, Dad, I called him up on the phone. I says, Dad, I got to tell you something. It didn't sting as hard as I thought it was going to sting giving those watches back. 
and with his thick, like he's a town, he's a, he's, he's Polish Ukrainian, but it, he has a very thick Jersey accent. So he sounds Italian. So he says, are you done? And I said, I wasn't, I didn't understand what that what meant. And I said, with what? And he said, this, he said, let me tell you something. I raised you by myself. I had to, to, to work four effing jobs. I won't say that curse word. I had to work four effing jobs to keep food on the table and clothes on your back. He says, what are you going to do one day when your son Dante comes to you and says, daddy, can you buy me those sneakers? And you got to tell him no, because you don't have money in the bank to pay for them. He said, I didn't do that to you. So don't do it to him. Hysterical crying. Um, I had almost had to pull over. And I just remember saying to him, I get it. So I could get emotional right now just talking about it. But I'm getting so, emotional yeah. right now listening to it. So I drove home and I said, I will, I will not put my family in jeopardy like this ever again. And so I, I studied, believe it or not, Jim Rohn. I went to the source and I got my mindset back in a stable spot. Um, wasn't afraid to be a dad anymore because I knew I'd be able to be a great dad at that point, right? I was just putting mud in, I was putting garbage in. And when you put garbage in, you get garbage out. You know, all these stories you tell yourself in your head that you're not good enough and this and that, you know, those, those, all those stories were just kept downloading and downloading. Finally, I was like, I got to push control alt delete and reset this. Otherwise I'm done. And so I made that commitment. I got financially intelligent to this day. It's been almost two years. I've been living off of 70% of what I earn. I've built a tremendous runway in the bank account uh, and now pick and choose my clients and live a life that I am really proud of. And had I not gone through all of that, I don't know if I'd be able to sit here today and tell you this story and help all of your audience not make the same mistakes that I did. And, you know, that is, um, that's sort of the story right there. I love this. This story is unbelievable. And I just love like the, the, well, f first of all, like, I just have to say that oftentimes with, with, with guests, I have to like pull teeth to like get like the real story. And you just like, you just went for it. Like you were just like, this is the real deal. And I just loved how, um, you shared this tug with your ego and your heart that was happening like all the time. I mean, it's, this is a, you know, I would imagine like a couple decades struggle of you yeah. really just, just playing between your heart and your ego. And, and a lot of, Lizanne, a lot of therapy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, we went to, well, my wife and I went to family therapy, you know, group like together. And then I went a little bit on my own. And then, you know, I found some really, some really awesome coaches, you know, along the way, you know, um, my coach to this day, you know, has helped me a lot with the mindset side of things versus the tactics, you know, like you can work, like Jim Rohn talks about this a lot, right? He says, you know, work hard on your job, but you can like work hard on your job, but you got to go all in on your personal development. Like, 
that's what's going to get you to where you want to be. And, you know, you got to have the right mindset. And that was a, that when I got that mindset back, I realized like, okay, you are awesome at what it is that you do. You validated your service deliverable. People are real. You're getting people some really great results. Now, why can't you just see that for yourself? Why can't you just allow that to be right? Mm. Um, and it, I had this, I have to tell you, I think it was like imposter syndrome. Like I didn't go to school for it. Right. Who am I? Why should these people listen to me? I'm just this, you know, I'm just this guy who has an eye for design. Like I don't deserve any of this. Right. And then I realized like worst story you can ever tell yourself, you know? So now I tell my, I tell my clients, I had a client the other day that came to me and said, I was on this panel with these, other dentists that have these crazy big practices, like multimillionaires. And then there's me. Right. And I, and he was like, I got like starstruck almost. He didn't use those words, but he was like, I didn't understand why I was on this panel. I was like, yeah, but the person that asked you to be on it did. So why can't you just accept that? And that was it. Like that was the, that was the two degree shift. That was the one question he needed to be asked for him to flip that on its head. And so he, we got off that call and you could tell he was like a new man. And so, you know, there's a lot of people, when people think, you know, Henry, you're a branding guy and you know, you're, you just work, you, you push pixels all day or your team pushes pixels all day. Like that's what, you know, we know. Yeah. It, 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 when you come through the brand accelerator program, it is so much more than, getting to know your audience and getting to know what your brand should look like and feel like and sound like to attract the right client. You know, there's a lot of mindset stuff and stories that I share that take these clients to the next level because they now believe that they have a brand that they're truly proud of. And I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was just reading in, uh, Russell's second book, Expert Secrets, the other day, and he talks about how we have an internal status, how we feel about ourselves, and then we have an external status, how other people feel about us. And oftentimes they're in conflict because especially when you're trying to grow in this type of world and in this type of business, like you, you feel this imposter syndrome and, and it creates that, that conflict. So I think that's really cool how like you're um, what you're trying, I mean, and I don't know a ton about your program, but it sounds like even just from that statement, like you're trying to help them create the external status that is necessary for them to succeed. But like, if they don't get to their head to realize like how they're showing up in the world and in the marketplace, then like, they're going to sabotage it somehow. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a second? Because let's I, do it. That's the biggest issue that I'm seeing right now in the ClickFunnels community is they're focusing in on the wrong things, right? And I'm again, let me preface this because I don't want everybody to think that I'm gonna get on my soapbox and point fingers down and say, you need to do it my way and this is the way and who are you? And like, no, 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 no. This is my, this is my opinion and this is, what I, this is what I see through Henry's eyes. You don't have to agree with it. But what I see is a lot of folks that see ClickFunnels and see it as like, Oh my God, this is going to make me a millionaire. This is going to make me rich. This is finally the thing that is going to get me to financial freedom. And so they go all in on trying to build a funnel on their own 
not thinking because they don't even know. They're not even aware. It's not even in their, 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 their stratosphere right now that they're putting together something that they could probably spend 20, 40, 50 hours on and it still look like hell. The messaging isn't right. There's no brand around it to strengthen it. They only had, they, all they really have is an offer. They don't even have a business yet. And they focus all this time, money, and energy on that. And they go to launch and they're like, wait, where are all the Stripe notifications in my email? Why am I not making sales? Have you done your homework first? Question mark. Have you identified who your ideal client is? Have you un uncovered why they should pick you and how your product and service solves their problem? Are you articulating the value behind your product and service so that you can differentiate yourself in the market? Do you have an online presence that's consistent? Does your identity truly represent the value that you deliver? Do you have a great product or service, but look like you just started your business two days ago because you got a logo from Fiverr and you're using this, you know, person to, to design it. And it looks like, you know, chopsticks, you know, glued together. Like that's a horrible example, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, people are missing the perception of value point and they're so gung-ho on just building this funnel that they forget that like people buy brands they don't buy funnels like they don't buy your offer they buy the brand first like i put a post out the other day that i learned from one of my branding mentors people don't buy brands they join them Look at the big successful brands out there in the ClickFunnels community, Russell Brunson. He did a phenomenal job building his brand. Look at the lady boss couple. that I've worked with them since the beginning, right? Helping them with their rebrand. And when they rebranded and they, they realized that like what they were playing with when they first started was like so amateur. And then when she rebranded into the lady boss and the way that it looks today, they were like, oh, I get it now. And they go on to make millions of dollars, right? Look at the other, look at the, you know, look at the Organifi brand, you know, a Drew Canoli. When they pumped the brakes and took a step back and said, okay, how do I develop the brand? How do I build this foundation first? Then plug these funnels in. Boom, they exploded. So I'm on a mission to help this community because it's not their fault. They just don't know what they don't know. And I'll be the one bald guy extrovert from New Jersey with a big mouth to tell them, listen, no disrespect, but this is why people look at online marketers and look at funnels as big scams. Because the people that are just trying to make that quick buck, they don't care what it looks like. They're just trying to take your money. Do you want to be associated with that? 
not my, not my clients, you know, not my clients. That's, that's why they pay a premium for me to come in and like do all of this for them before we even touch a funnel. I didn't think so. So are we, are we, is this a hobby or is this something that you really want to build and make and build a legacy out of? And unfortunately, Lisanne, there's just a small percentage that want to play in that legacy sandbox. Those are the folks I want to play with. I love it. I love it. So, and this is, I think this is a really interesting, interesting topic about like, um, and you probably have this discussion with your clients a lot of like chicken or egg in terms of like, where does branding fall in the sequence of things? I would love for you to take a minute to like talk about, first of all, what is branding? Like, how do you define branding? And then second, like, how does it fit in, in, cause a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are solopreneurs. So they are just getting started. So like where, where does branding fit in the journey to um, achieve, achieve their goals? In my opinion, Lisanne, it starts way in the beginning. Because let me just identify what branding really is to answer your question, right? It's not what most people think it is. The identity, the logo, the website, the colors. Yes, that's one leg of many that form branding. But here's the best, the best definition that I heard for branding. It is the gut feeling people get when they interact with you and your business. That's it. That's branding. And if you want to take it a step further and, and identify what personal branding is, since I'm sure there's a lot of coaches, consultants, and solopreneurs that listen to this, personal branding is the crossroads between how you perceive yourself and how your audience perceives you. The closer you are together, 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 the more on brand you are. The bigger the gap, the more off brand you are. A lot of times we look in the mirror and we see Brad Pitt, but we're 400 pounds. Right? And I'm not poo-pooing on that because I, I think that that is a great, great, thing to have. You got to have self-confidence. You know, I, I think I'm the best in everything that I do. I do. I truly believe that. And I know on the other hand that I'm not. But if I don't believe that I'm the best, my clients won't either. So it's good to have that self-confidence, but be a constant learner, be humble, understand humility, be vulnerable, and you won't come across like a pompous ass. Because that's one of my biggest fears too. I don't want to be. I don't want to be uh, uh, seen as a as somebody who's cocky and arrogant. That's why we'll talk about marketing in a second, and my approach to marketing and how it just changes everybody's opinion of me right away. But you have to know that stuff. You have to know that stuff up front. So when you understand what branding is, now now we need to figure out what is our company culture. Like, how do we want our community to describe us? How do we need to sound to our audience? Um, how do we need to look and feel to our audience? What is our X factor? What makes us radically different from everybody else? Not everybody could be a heavily tattooed bald guy from Jersey that knows digital branding, marketing, 
and, and, and funnel design and architecture, right? So these are the things that I, I go through in the Brand Accelerator program. And I also really help them identify who their audience is on, on, a, on a sub, sub, sub level. I'm not talking demographics here. I'm talking why, what makes this person who they are because they like certain things, right? I wanna, I wanna go there. What are the values and the beliefs that make their decision making? This is the stuff. This is the deep stuff that nobody wants to touch. Why? Because it's hard. It's really hard. Then when we do all of that, just imagine what your funnel would look like, feel like, and convert like when we actually bring it to market after we do our due diligence. So I'm not here to play around. I take my work very seriously and I want to see you guys come to market confident, understanding your market and who you serve so that you could go on and become a case study on my website, period. I love that. I love that. I think I, I'm, I'm even having lots of insights about, about the, the projects that I'm, that I'm working on. And I really appreciate that. And I love you speaking to the fact and the importance of the power of perception, right? Because people's perception is their reality. That's right. And we don't realize that like our perception is our reality, but someone else, their perception is their reality. And so unless we're taking into, unless we're taking into account the perception of our desired audience in terms of like how we communicate, mm -hmm. like we're just going to be shooting ourselves in the foot, like over and over again. Yeah. 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 So I know we wanted to talk about marketing for a little bit and, and I, and I did want to share with you how I, how I am getting the results that I'm getting with my paid traffic and, and let's my, do it in my social media marketing. So I used to get trolled a lot. Because a couple of years ago when I was, you know, spending a lot of money, I was, yes, I did all the, I did the private jets. I did the helicopters. I did the cars. I did all of that. And I was putting all that out there on social media because that was what Ty Lopez taught me. Right. And, and, and I realized that I was, and I was just getting troll after troll after troll after troll coming at me with pitchforks. And then I finally Again, talking with my mentor at the time, I said, I don't understand what I'm doing here. Again, you're inside the bottle. You can't see on the outside of the label. This is why I love having an outside perspective in different areas of my life. He said, Henry, look what you're attracting. Everybody that you don't want to work with. Why? Because you are that guy right now. <laughs> and I needed to take that. I needed to take that, that, that Muhammad Ali blow to, to, for me to realize that, whoa, slow down. And then I would listen to what the trolls were saying and there, were, there, were, there was validity to it. They said, who are you, dude? We've never heard of you before. Where is your credentials? Where is your results? Where is your authority here? All I see is you coming in and out of a private jet. That doesn't make me wanna sign up for you. And then I realized, it's credibility, it's proof, it's results. That's what you should lead with. Dan Henry does this really well, okay? I, a big shout out to Dan because 
uh, in the beginning when he was first coming up, he, I felt like me and him are like kindred spirits because he came up kind of like I came up, like fast money, didn't know what to do with it. Like, and I don't want to speak for Dan, but like he came across like very cocky and pompous and a lot of people were throwing pitchforks at him too. And like, even me, I'm like, well, who's this guy? Right. And then I got to know him a little bit, not personally, just I kept following him. I wanted to see where he was going to take this. It's like when a new rapper comes out, like everybody wants to see where he goes, right? Is he going to, is he going to come out strong and stay strong or is he just going to be another one hit, right? And I see him now, this is going like, like two years later, I see him investing heavily in his personal brand, look and feel. I see him way more polished online than I've ever he still has his side of him, which is that, which I love because it makes him unique. But he's polished himself up tremendously. And I got to give him props for that. I got to give him props for that. So I, I kind of went off. So what does he do? What does he do really well? He puts out a Facebook ad and in the comments, he puts in the comments 15 case study results from everybody else that he got help, that he helped. Boom, ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. So he's got his ad, and then underneath that, he's got all this social proof. I think that's genius. So what did I start to do? In my ads, there's 60-second videos. I'm just teaching. I'm just teaching. It's go, I go against everything that every guru has ever said. Don't teach, you can't teach, because then you know they won't buy. You know, you got to know the difference between teaching and selling and da, 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 I just go and I teach. I give them little snippets and we run like six at a time. So when you come on, it's always going to be a different video hitting you, but it's going to help you. It's going to help you. And then we walk them down and let them determine whether or not they see the value in me. So we just point them in the right direction. Hey, you want to see the results that Henry got for his clients? Come here. We have a video series. We talk about how we help John Bon Jovi. We talk about how we help Russell Brunson. We talk about how we help Adam Wenning and Brenly Shapiro from Canada. We, and Paul Connor from uh, Colorado. Like we talk about all that and show the before and afters. Now it's still not over. You still need to determine that. I'm not going to sit here and chase you and try to prove to you. I'm just saying, hey, this is what we've done. Now you make the decision. But staying consistent with that and showing up every day and asking yourself, so my mindset changed with my Facebook ads. This is the first time I'm running Facebook ads, thinking to myself, how can I serve this audience versus what can I get from this audience? And where are my conversions? I don't give a shit about views. I don't give a shit about comments. I don't. I don't care. I want to know that 10... So we, we ran ads for a couple of weeks. First week, 9,000 people watched 100% of all the videos. Okay, I helped 9,000 people. Now, how can we help them more? Well, let's show them what they don't know. Because, they know, because I know that they just don't know. So let's show them what needs to be shown. And that's the result, credibility, authority. And that's how we're marketing in 2020. 
And you know, my average client is fifty to eighty thousand dollars. That's why I only work with ten clients a year. So that's my approach to marketing, and that's where I've seen the biggest switch. No more trolls. I haven't seen a troll in two years, and the quality of clients that we're getting, they really aligned with me. One one of the one of my one of my uh, premium clients uh, said to me, I asked him, I said. I'm just curious, why did you invest this kind of money in me? I'd love to know. I'm, I'm not trying to stroke my own ego here. I'm really not. I, I need to know this information. And he said, it's not just one thing, it's three. He said, one, you came, you know, you know your stuff when it comes to click funnels. You know, you Russell's Russell's endorsement. And he says, second thing is, you're a dad. You're a dad. And I'm a dad and I know how much you care about that kid because you say it in your videos, which leads me to number three. You're extremely vulnerable in your videos. And this guy is a former military intelligence officer. He's trained to see through BS. And he says, I know you're not making this stuff up. So I just hope that people understand that people buy you. You want to talk about branding. People buy you before they buy anything else. So how are you putting yourself out there in a way that truly represents you? Right? There's, a lot of, there's a lot of meta stuff going on in this conversation that I hope people pick up that we don't have enough time to go over it line by line, but I just hope they pick it up because this is the goal. This is the... You really want to make a successful business online? It's not easy, but this is the route. I love it. Well, and you hear, you hear people say all the time, like lead with value, lead with value. But like, it's, it's got to be authentic value is what I'm hearing from you. Yes. And I think that, that there, there's such a difference. Like if you, if you can lead with authentic value, then you're not only putting value in the marketplace, but you're also creating a personal brand at the same time. Because the people that are going to be attracted to you are the ones that are going to like who you are authentically. Correct. But I do want to put an asterisk next to that. Let's do it. Because I see a lot of people go out there and give themselves vulnerably and authentically, but their content is not the right content for their ideal client. <laughs> so they put out this great content and it gets a lot of engagement, but those people wouldn't pay them in a million years. So I always want to put asterisks. Yes, be out there, be authentic, be vulnerable, be all of those things, but make sure that your content is two things. One, relevant to your offer and B, resonate, have it resonate with the people that you really want to serve that are willing and able to buy from you, period. When you, when you hit that trifecta, you're in. Like, and you're going to see massive, massive results. So, you know, I say this from experience. I don't say this from my soapbox. There were months where I went off track because I was catering to the algorithm. I was leaning into the engagement and the views. That's what I wanted because I thought that's what made the content good. No, the content is irrelevant, 
It's not, it, it's good to the wrong people. How good is that for you? So when I got really specific, this is who I am. I focus on digital marketing, funnel design and architecture and branding. These are my three wheelhouses. That's all I'm going to talk about. If you, and, and then some mindset stuff too. I always sprinkle in the personal experience stuff. If that's not your, it's not, if that's not what you want, then don't come here. <laughs> You're yeah. not going to get anything out of it, but I don't deviate now. And now when I do, when I run ads and do my influencer shout outs, I don't get as many followers, but the followers that I get are hot. You know, they're, 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 they're potential clients. It's seriously, Henry, like I have, this has been an incredible, incredible conversation. I want to, I want to end this portion of the interview by, by just um, having you tell how people can follow you and learn more. If people want to, to learn more about branding from you and get a hold of some of this content that you're talking about, how can people, how can people learn from you? Yeah. So you can find me and, and all my social channels on my website. It's unique designs with a Z at the end, not an S dot net. And then my biggest channel right now is Instagram and that's at the brand DR. And then you mentioned before, I have a, I have a podcast that's getting close to 70,000 downloads a month. You know, thank you. Thank you for all of those folks that, that continue to listen in. Um, it's called the brand doctor podcast and you can catch me there as well. So uh, those are the three spots. That's awesome. Those are some incredible resources. So thank you so much for doing that. We'll put the links to those in the episode notes. And Henry, I just want like from, from the bottom of my heart and I know from our listeners as well, like your willingness to, to share your story and be real and to share the, the real amazing and tough experiences you've had in your own business, as well as people that you're watching. Like it was fun to hear you kind of dissect like what's going on with Dan Henry and stuff. Uh, it has just been Awesome, awesome talking to you today. We are for sure going to, you're going to be a, a regular on, on this podcast if I can get you on. So um, thank you so much for giving of your time and of your heart and of your, of your brain today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, truly. Thanks for tuning into the Marketing Matrix podcast. Thanks so much to Henry for being here. I hope you all enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording. Next week, you'll hear from me again as I settle the old age question, organic or paid advertising. I love sharing with you, our listeners, some of the marketing expertise I've picked up along my journey, and I hope it all benefits you as well. So tune in next week. Have you joined the marketing conversation in my free Facebook group called Facebook Ads for Coaches, Course Creators, and Lifestyle Brands? We want you to join the others working to master their ad game and scale their business. So to join that group, go to Facebook dot com slash group slash fb ad ninjas also you can go to toolbox.themarketingmatrixpodcast.com to gain access to a wealth of resources and information to help your business grow these resources come straight from our wonderful marketing matrix guests and you do not want to miss out thanks for tuning in to another wonderful episode of the marketing matrix